0: Welcome to episode 13 of spirit body i'm your host kaylee knapp if you've listened to three or more episodes at this point we're basically best friends so thank you for coming along for the ride because mother's day is coming up i thought it would be wonderful to have my mom as a guest on an episode so this is that episode we will be chatting about some prophetic dreams and visions that my mom has had as well as some interesting stories she has from her 20 years as a hospice nurse actually i should say 20 years as a nurse i don't she wasn't in hospice the whole time but she has some interesting stories about spiritual type experiences this is definitely not a to-the-point educational episode, not that any of my episodes are really to the point. It's more of a paint your nails, watch, wash your dishes, organize your closet kind of episode while uh, while you listen to this because it is a little bit long and it's a little bit just conversational and chatty. I really, really think you'll find these stories super interesting though. Before we jump in, one thing that you could do for me. If you have been listening to this podcast and you've been enjoying it, could you do me a huge favor by sharing it on your social media, either this episode or your favorite episode so far? If you share it on Instagram, please be sure to tag me at Podcast. I would love it. Also reach out to me. I love hearing your thoughts on the episodes. And finally, if you have not reviewed this podcast and you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give it a five-star written review. If you're not sure what to write, just write what your favorite episode was or what your favorite part of the show is, whether it's stories of answered prayer or just the educational type episodes or these more casual chatty episodes, whatever, that would be wonderful. And if you're listening on Spotify, please be sure to hit the follow button. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so, so, so much. All right, let's jump into it. Okay, so I'm here with my mom, which is very fitting for two reasons. One, um, actually, this doesn't really make sense with what I just said, but as we're recording this, today is my daughter's birthday. And then this episode, I'm planning to go up the Monday before Mother's Day. So a heads up if you forgot Mother's Day, it's coming up. On, on Sunday. <laughs> um, so, my my mom's name is Karen. Um, you can say hi if you'd like. Hello. Nice to be here. I love visiting
1: my grandbaby and my daughter and my favorite son-in-law.
0: And we are going to be talking about dreams. I guess I, I guess I would say prophetic dreams. Yes. Would be kind of the subject because my mom's had a few of those. Um, which is pretty interesting, I think. And... I don't know. Should we just jump into the one about Lena and her birth? (laughs) Well, I think that's the most appropriate because that was two years ago today Mm
1: -hmm. because Lena is two years old today. And um, when I think of the dreams, I think about how, you know, in the Bible, how God can speak to people in dreams. And um, I'm a Christian person, but I struggle with, you know, learning what God's purpose is for my life. And It just seems like sometimes over the years, even as young as like 18, I think that I would have dreams that seemed either more real or more significant. And I would refer to those as kind of like a God type dream, uh, because I would quote my sister, who was um, very spiritual and um, even wrote a book about spirituality. And so we had little Lena. Expected to be born, and she actually was expected to be born. I want to say, was it February second? No, I'm sorry. April. April. I'm sorry. April. Yeah, no. April,
0: April third. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm thinking of February because that's when you were expected to be born. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, so Lena was a little bit early, and we knew we didn't know when she would be coming, and I woke up. What I thought was the middle of the night, and I had this. It was almost too short to call it a dream. So I, I thought it was almost like, well, a short dream, I guess, um, and or vision. And in my dream, I was holding my hands out like something somebody was tossing me a ball. Somebody was tossing me, maybe a child going down the slide. And I had this dream of this baby. Um girl coming down the slide or through the air. And I had this overwhelming desire, like, catch the baby, (laughs) catch the baby now. (laughs) And I woke up with a start. It was very, it was just very real. And I looked at the clock and of course I didn't have my glasses on, but I could tell it was two. I was squinting. It was about two you know, 30 something. It was it was after two. So um I was thinking, okay, the baby's been born was my thought. And I I woke up my husband at the time, <laughs> or he got up, I don't know, and I said, I just had this really weird dream and I think the baby's been born. And then we went back to sleep. I, it took me a long time to get to sleep, but I certainly wasn't going to call Kaylee at <laughs> you know 2-something in the morning. And we fell back to sleep. And about, it was about five hours later, I think she called at 7 o'clock, and said, the baby is here. And I said, uh, really? I don't remember exactly, <laughs> but I said, what time was she born? And you said... 230. Yeah. And I said, I think I told you. Oh yeah. my gosh, I had a dream. <laughs> so that was just like that was a very real experience of seeing something symbolic.
0: Mm-hmm. Now
1: there is a backstory to this that she came very quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes. I was gonna say, like that dream is really fitting because Lena was born. I I won't I won't go through the whole birth story, but She So I was actually in labor really for a long time technically, but like it wasn't active labor. So like my water broke probably about 24 hours before Lena was born. But I just wasn't having... I was having like really light contractions that were really far apart. So I wasn't expecting her to show up when she did. And my husband... (laughs) Like a totally unnecessary detail, but he actually decided to fall asleep. (laughs) He was like, I'm really tired, so I'm just gonna get some rest. And I thought it was still gonna be a long time until Lena was born, so I was like, Okay, like that's fine. And then my contractions kind of suddenly jumped from being seven to eight minutes apart to being like two minutes apart, and then suddenly I was pushing, and our midwife. Came, so I gave birth at home and our midwife arrived like sh- right before Lena was born. So the midwife basically got in, set her bags down, got ready. And then with the next contraction, Lena was born and that was at 2.30 in the morning. So the fact that your dream picked up on not only the time, but the urgency yeah. of like catch this baby now. Yes, and I didn't amazing. even know you were
1: in labor. Yeah, you kind of kept it on the down low so that nobody was worried or anything.
0: Yes, I had this weird, um, kind of. I guess it was kind of a fear. I didn't want people to know I was in labor because I didn't want anyone to worry about it. But I also know that some women have where like they'll have contractions for a few hours. And then they won't even have the baby that day. Their contractions will stop. So I just felt like, oh, who knows? Like, this might not be the real deal. So I'm just not going to mention it to anybody. But it was. <laughs> so. And I guess speaking of your husband, who is, is
1: wonderful, um, that was another prophetic dream I had. And that one was even shorter. It was kind of like even just almost like a picture rather than a dream. Um, you had, you had had some health issues and some stresses with college and that. And, um, I guess, uh, post-college at that time. Yeah. And, um, I, you had come out of a relationship and, I, you know, moms always pray for their kids and I wanted the best thing for you. And, I prayed a lot about that, um, as I did for my son as well. And, um, it was just this one dream I had, or, or like a picture, and there was, in the dream, I saw a young man, and I would just, in fact, there was a certain person. I said, he kind of resembled, I I didn't see him before, but it was someone that was tall and thin, kind of shorter hair, either um, clean shaven or just a kind of a light, like four o'clock shadow type of thing. And um, there was this knowing, I guess, not, I don't know if it was an auditory voice or a knowing in the dream to say, this is who Kaylee is going to End up with. And it was a very impactful dream. And um, at that time, um, I don't even know if that's someone you had even met yet.
0: No, in fact, I hadn't met him. And I don't want to over- take over your story, but I actually wait. Is there <laughs> no <laughs> that like was, to- okay. That's a good point. Good point um, to drop <laughs> jump off to. What, what I was going to say is I, I hadn't met him yet. And I remember that at that time, somebody else I knew. Um, actually, it was a, one of my cousin's friends asked me for my number and and I gave it to him and he he was interested in me. And what's kind of funny is he asked for my number and then the next week I got a job in another city. <laughs> so then when he finally like texted me or called me, I was like, actually, I don't I don't live near you anymore. But I. Um, I showed you a photo of that person. Mm-hmm. And I said, is this the guy from your dream? Just because you had told me that you had, or a, I guess, I sh- well, I guess it's more of a vision. But mm-hmm. And I said, is this the guy? And that man was also, like I would say, tall and thin. And you looked at the picture and you're like, ah, maybe, but I kind of think that the person from my vision was taller and... There was something else, like different hair color or something. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, "Mm, okay. And
1: I described like a cousin's spouse saying kind of a little bit remind me of his like physique or.
0: Oh, yes, that's right. Um, And I was didn't think it was the picture. Right. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, But like I said, I, (laughs) I then moved anyway. So that didn't, that didn't really matter with that, you know, one, one guy, but um, then, when I met Jeff, which I think I've said this in another podcast episode, that Jeff was the only person that I've ever dated that I really liked right away. Like, I really liked him. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's great. And
1: as his parents, your parents thought as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, can we keep him? Yeah. And I can't remember when. I, th- I think it must have been after I was dating him. Not, not a long time, because we really didn't date I for a think long time. We met but him when
1: Dad was helping... He was helping Dad move furniture for you. At, in Grand Rapids, we stopped by. I think that might have been... <gasps> yes, you're Dad. right.
0: Because I had... Yeah. Okay. And I'm thinking to
1: myself, this looks like the guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think this is him. <laughs> and I remember me asking you at one point is this the guy from your dream yeah and you do you remember what you said I, I think i said
1: i think he could be but is he the guy of your dreams yes
0: <laughs> yes you you very wisely did you actually didn't answer me right away yeah. when i said is this a guy from your dream and or you said Possible. I think it's more important, is he the guy, is he the man of your dreams? And I was like, yeah, I'm crazy about him. I, yeah. think, I love him. I think he's great. And you're like, oh, good, because that I think that's <laughs> I the think guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> I recognize him, <laughs> which is funny.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. So th- those were the two most fitting Mother's Day type stories. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, in the past, I've had different Different things happen. And I, I sometimes give, you think, certain credit to some of them and say, well, it could be coincidence, whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the only, the, the one I described, which was the first real one I had, I think is when I was, that I remember is when I was 18. Um, speaking of old boyfriend stories, and this was about somebody I went out with for three years and we were in college and um, we broke up. And I hadn't seen this person, I want to say, other than like we had gone to the same school. So I might have seen him from a distance on campus, but I hadn't seen him really in a, I think, a couple years. And um, one night, in fact, uh, and this was when I had gone back to move at home and my husband, who's your dad, Actually came over and we spent an evening kind of with my parents and it was so late. They just had him crash out on the couch, which was kind of interesting because he could witness this phone call I got. Mm -hmm. So he's crashed out on the couch. I'm upstairs and my mom called me. Well, the next morning to say you have a phone call. Now, the interesting part of this was that was on a Sunday morning and I had had. A dream on Friday night. And it the dream was that this old boyfriend called me and said, you know, a lot of times it seems symbols that were not quite exactly on target, but they're still symbols of what, what came about. And one was that he said, this old boyfriend, um, I wanted to get together with you. I have some pictures to give you and in my dream he was it was a photo album he told me about and that he would like to buy me a beer and so in the dream somehow I kind of saw the photo album and I also saw like those tall cans of glass beers you know (laughs) the old-fashioned ones and so I thought Well, that's really a weird dream. And I remember mentioning it to my husband. Now, I mentioned him to him, Mike, uh, the day after this dream. And and we were talking, and I mentioned this, talked to him on the phone. And I'm so glad I told him that because he'd probably never believe me (laughs) that this two days later, this Sunday morning, my mom called upstairs and said, "Hey, there's someone on the phone," and so um, I answered the phone. And he said who he was. And what's kind of funny is, I mean, you dream this—that I mean, in in your dreams, not an actual dream—that after three years, I didn't recognize his voice. So that was kind of funny. So he said, "You know, this is this is Dave," was his name, let's say. And I said. Dave, who? Like, it's been (laughs) so long. (laughs) I talked to him. So that was just totally weird, especially since I had a dream two days before. But he said, I thought I would give you a call. I have some pictures of yours. And I thought maybe we could meet at a restaurant and I'll buy you a drink. (laughs) So right away, I said, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I just had a dream two nights ago that you called me. I don't know why I didn't even think of that. So, I mean, that was kind of a weird story, I think. that yeah. was a weird thing where I thought, this is weird.
0: Yeah. that's
1: Less, like, I don't know if this dream was preparing me for meeting him. Or <laughs> well, as it turned out, I got a box of pictures back from him that um, he had of mine. Um I probably got him copies and he didn't want them anymore. <laughs> um, but it was a few pictures anyway. And um, uh, as it turned out, um, just kind of the backstory is that, you know, he thought maybe it was bad that we broke up and he wanted to get back together. But I was happy with my my boyfriend at the time and we ended up getting married. So I said, thank you. But, you know, I met this really great guy and, um Sure, maybe some other time, (laughs) (laughs) which is like amazing (laughs) to be able to say that. But um, so it was just I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I've had things like this over the years where you get, you know, every so often some kind of, of dream that seems like it's just extra real and has a lot of meaning in it. And I guess I would just think to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. because, I mean, it could be a random dream, but there was just something about those types of dreams that just seemed a little bit more real to me. And I, I'm not sure, you know, probably I guess I should open the Bible and see about more ways that maybe God talks to people in their dreams or research it. But <laughs> uh, the more I don't know the moral of the story, but just kind of some unique things that happened to me and maybe have happened to other people too and whether it's intuition or or what
0: yeah that's really interesting it does make me wonder like (laughs) I'm sure this makes you wonder this too like why would you have that dream like especially about the ex-boyfriend one right almost like why, like, what, what is there a special about? message? Maybe it was yeah. just to kind of, I mean, of prepare I could see you. about
1: a future husband for your mm-hmm. daughter, a baby coming quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the old boyfriend, the only thing I could think of is that maybe put a thought in my mind that, like, uh, that I'm ready to move on, mm. you know, maybe a little bit of, um, yeah. Because I at that point I wasn't engaged or anything, mm-hmm. so was it in a way a little bit of a closure? Oh, that, that yeah. In a way, it was a phase that I could easily move on because, um, you know, we we left on not so wonderful terms, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it was, um, you know, a way to get past that and feel good about the decision of moving on. So I mean, that could be it.
0: Yeah. Wow, Nice. I
1: mean, you wouldn't be here had I not moved on.
0: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And
1: we wouldn't be having Lena with her to your birthday. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was a way to get me ready to say, I'm moved on. Yeah. Huh. Thanks, but no thanks.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. I wish I had uh, some follow-up questions for those, but I don't know that I necessarily do. Other than, well... I think I should maybe even start
1: keeping a dream journal just to see if anything else is significant.
0: Yeah. Because if I think of my own life, I think I've had some kind of significant things happen in dreams, but not anything that like really was very clear or made a lot of sense to me. I do remember one night I had a dream. This is just like a random, it it was so long ago that I don't even remember the details of the dream other than that in my dream, I saw a deer and it was an eight point buck. And I remember because in the dream, someone else said, oh, that's an eight point buck. And then the very next day I was driving and an eight point buck ran across the road in front of me. And And so I had this moment of like, that's definitely significant. But why? Like, what does that even mean? Why would I ever dream that? <laughs> like, what, Like, why would this ever happen?
1: What does that mean? Like, did you think that's an eight point buck like break like an eighth of a second earlier?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I to don't, save life and property. <laughs> that could have been it. Although I don't, I don't think it was that cl- that close to me that I would have hit it. And and then I had this like. For a few weeks, I kept thinking, does that mean, it? does the number eight mean something? Does the, like, why did that happen? The only thing I can think of is that my husband is eight years older than me. So (laughs) maybe that has something to do with the eight point thing. But I, um, that's, that's the only dream I can think of really that. And and also, I guess a a whole new topic
1: was maybe A dream specialist for you would be what would distinguish certain dreams from the thousands of other random dreams you have where you're late for class, you're late for the away Mm -hmm. game, you're, um, you know, you're not fully dressed, you can't remember your locker combinations, you're having a test and you didn't study, you can't find your book, you know, you don't know where the class is, you know, any kind of those random stress dreams or other Yeah,
0: that's a good idea. I should look for a dream person to have on the podcast. So the
1: only thing I can say about that is when I woke up from those dreams, I said, wow, why did I dream that? That's really Mm
0: -hmm. more vivid or Mm -hmm.
1: uh, especially the one about who you're going to end up with Mm -hmm. or catching the baby. (laughs) Those dreams seem like, whoa.
0: (laughs) Oh, I just remembered this about the um, catching the baby thing and Lena being born. What I thought was so funny is, so Lena was born at 2.30. I think that Jeff and I waited until about 5 a.m. to call our moms. And neither of them answered, of course, because they're both asleep. (laughs) So we were like, oh, okay, this is a little like underwhelming. I guess we'll wait a couple of hours. Yeah. We'll wait a few more hours and then call again. You have also had, I don't know that this has happened a lot, but I know it's happened before where you will see a photo of someone and will sometimes know things about them. Oh, from that their is picture. true. Yeah. I, in fact,
1: I have that quite often, like a couple times I've won um, pools for like... Sex of the baby, mm, what the baby's mm-hmm. name is going to be, the weight of the baby. Um, a couple of times, and in, in a couple of times I haven't won them, but in the times I have uh, won them, I felt like I knew it in a way. Mm. And even, say I meet somebody at um, a work program or something, like you're going to uh, um, a training, And I might, we might have a break and I'll be standing next to someone and start talking to them. And I'll know, just have a sense that she's a young mom. I think she's got girls, a couple of girls. Mm -hmm. And there won't be any basis for this. I've never met this person before. Um, I mean, I certainly wouldn't stand up at a party and try to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Or go on TV like a medium or anything. Yeah. But I have had times where... I could feel like, oh, that person is definitely a police officer or that person um, lives out in the country and I think they have a large family and there's a lot of trouble. And it would be based on nothing, really. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot to go on. It would just be, you know, a brief hello, how are you doing? Or um, So, yeah, that I have that. A lot. I wouldn't say I have that a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe because nobody's been doing anything
0: for the last year. (laughs) We're all wearing masks and staying away from each other. I can't see people. (laughs) I don't know what anybody's
1: doing. (laughs) But I think over the years, I do have a fair amount of that.
0: Yeah. I remember one time, and I don't remember details, so this might not be a super interesting story. But I do remember there was a photo of somebody. I think it was a celebrity, like on the cover of a magazine. Or just maybe it was just the photo at the beginning of an article. And it was not an A-list celebrity because I remember that I didn't know who it was. And you saw the photo and you said, I think he has trouble with his father. And the article was like, had a section about how he had this very difficult relationship with his dad. And I just remember being like, wow, that... (laughs) And it's
1: nothing co- significant, I mean, consistent. It's mm-hmm. very random come yeah. and go. It's not anything super frequent.
0: It's mm-hmm. not anything that
1: I would ever depend on. But um, I, I, I do, would get that feeling like that person has a really hard job or that person's just lost her dad. And of course, I'm, I'm a retired hospice nurse. In those walks of life... I would many times get things like that right. Mm. And I don't know if that would be just starting to talk with people being intuitive, partly, mm-hmm. or watching body cues. and yeah. but, but some of the things you couldn't explain by just, you know, it's just a knowing about somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, like from... They're they're from a long way away or they've moved frequently throughout their life, different things like that. People will start telling me their background and I'll be like, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. And Mm -hmm. that's the feeling I had about them.
0: Also, this is not spiritual at all, but I think what kind of ties into that a little bit is that at least from my whole life of observing you, people really feel comfortable opening up to you a lot of the time. So I don't know that I, I don't think that really necessarily helps with your kind of intuitive knowing, but I think you I guess I'd say intuitive picking up on people's like vibes or backstory or whatever. Maybe that's what sometimes helps people feel comfortable talking to you, mm-hmm. maybe is what I would say.
1: And I do like to talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that as a kid always being like, oh my gosh, please don't talk I mean, to me. She's getting off the phone. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking because you've been a hospice nurse, mm-hmm. you also are aware of stories of like things that people say and maybe see before oh. they die.
1: Yeah, you know, I read a lot of stories about that. And um, because I'm interested in when hospice nurses would kind of get together sometimes at different um, work things that would come up. And I was thinking of, I have a a very good friend who worked at a hospital. And she was in her training with another nurse. And they would pair up to to nurse students to mostly be the nurse for that day underneath a a registered nurse, and they would give a bath and all this. And this nurse got a hospice patient, and she said this episode um, that she went through made her really want to be a hospice nurse, um, even though it was kind of freaky. Mm. They walked into the patient's room, and they knew that he was a hospice patient. And they said, he's really... Doesn't have much energy, you know, kind of he's could be close to passing away. And she said, as they walked into the room to say, hey, where are your nurses for today? He sat up in bed and he smiled and he said something along the lines of you look so wonderful. You don't know how long I've waited to see you. And he smiled and he passed away. Whoa. And that was um really kind of freaky for those yes. nursing students, <laughs> yes. you know? Um, but I think it left the impression on my friend, like, wow, he was looking. She said he was looking through us and past us. Mm. Like he was looking at something else. Mm-hmm. And the joy in his face, she thinks he saw his wife or someone significant. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of an unusual story. Um I, I had a patient who told me that, well, I got there on a Monday and she said she'd had a dream. No, she didn't say it was a dream. I got there on a Monday and my patient said, I went somewhere. And her sister was, her daughter was standing behind her saying, shaking her head, no, like she's not gone anywhere. Mm. And I said, you did? And she said, yes. Two ladies came to get me and we went out, and the one lady said, they took me somewhere, and the one lady said, she's got two weeks, and the other said, uh, agreed, and that was kind of a weird story, Mm -hmm. and this patient wasn't Anywhere close to passing away. I mean, she was talking and walking and eating and everything. And actually, she insisted it was real people that came and took her out. And um, it was a very real episode to her. And we talked about it. And she actually changed uh, and died about exactly two weeks later. And um, so that was, I mean, again... Mm -hmm a little sad because people are in hospice, but uh, kind of unexplainable or coincidental or just significant that she really believed that that's what they told her. Um, There was a lady I knew that um, was doing crochet on a Friday night. I worked in a hospice and she was in you know, she's pretty stable and she's doing crochet. And I would talk with her before I left work. And I said, oh, what are you making? And she said, um, I'm making, a, I think it was an afghan or a baby blanket or something. And I said, uh, oh, I can't wait till Monday to see how far you got, if you get it done. And she looked at me real funny and said, I won't be here Monday. And I said, Oh, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe her family's taking her out for the day or for mm-hmm. overnight or something. And I said, you aren't. Where are you going to be? And she just smiled and said, I won't be here. And she passed over the weekend.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow.
1: And um, one of my other pers- personal experiences um, that were told to me from someplace that I worked. Uh, so it wasn't a personal experience, but this was told to me where I worked. A patient said... They were in bed, comfortable, and the family was at their bedside, and the patient said, the music. And they said, oh, do you want to hear the music? And they went to try to find the radio. And she said, the light. And they said, oh, do you want us to open the window? And she said, the door. And they opened the door, and she passed away. (sighs) The music, the lights. The door.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And I thought, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that just gave me chills. Yeah. And, and all these um, people who passed were, my understanding, very comfortable. Either I was mm-hmm. with them or the mm-hmm. person that reported that was on duty said it was very comfortable. Wow. I've heard other nurses tell stories. I was in a nurse for 20 years and I find. Many people have these types of stories mm-hmm. and even more so than, than myself. <laughs> but, um, I'm, and that's another thing. If there is a hospice nurse book out there, I usually try to read it because I, I find them comforting, mm-hmm. almost all very, very comforting. And they're comforting to the patient and the family. So I, I, I find that fascinating.
0: Yeah. Wow. That is really fascinating. Um, This is unrelated. It is a story. It's not my story, but it's um, it's not a pre-death story. Um, I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind if I shared my recollection of your dad, my grandpa, talking Mm -hmm. about seeing Linda Yes. after she died yes and I I kind of uh, partly I want to tell it just so that it's recorded so yeah. in case I f- ever forget it but and correct me if I am remembering this wrong but so my grandpa who has actually recently passed away um who I always called Papa he so his his daughter Linda died I think it was oh gosh
1: in 13. yeah. So oh, that's going to be eight years this fall.
0: Yeah. And um, I don't remember even when this happened. Like, I, mm-hmm. I I can't remember how long after her death this was. But uh, so my papa was going to take a shower. Mm-hmm. And he has a, he's a diabetic. So he has, um, he had like a a pump or some type of like thing. Device, yeah. Device like a, that a, he.
1: Yeah, it was uh underneath a bandage in the skin connected and he took the pump off but he forgot to take the bandage off
0: yeah so he got in the shower and realized he had forgotten to take the bandage off and he he like opened the shower curtain and I think he took the bandage off and like tossed it onto the counter or somewhere and I remember him saying I never can toss things exactly where I want them to go. And that one went exactly where I want it to go. And I thought there was another thing, too, that he then did. The, he had to toss something else. Right. And he said, and, and again, it went exactly where I wanted it to go. And I th- I can't remember how many times that happened. I think it was just the two things. Yeah,
1: the two things. I think it was his, um, he had uh, medication, mm, um, like a medication. Like a patch. Yeah. And then he had the. Dressing from where he took the pump off. And he thought that was so unusual. They both landed exactly on the counter where he thought they should go.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think he said that he kind of started to, like, chuckle to himself. And when he closed the shower curtain again and was going to take a shower, he looked up. And from basically above where the shower faucet was, he saw... My aunt Linda, like I think, la- like
1: smiling, smiling, and ever so happy, yeah, and and just ecstatic with joy, her face beaming,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was almost like I didn't know if it was like right by the shower or over the shower curtain.
0: Oh, it was like she's
1: peeking in or something, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or trying not to peek in, yeah, <laughs> but all super happy, and he really believed he saw her Mm -hmm. and it made a significant impression on her and what I find also I don't know if you know this when his father passed away he had a dream Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: his father came to him in the dream and he said dad and he like put his arms out and his dad said don't touch me or it won't seem real or won't be Mm. real so that was another thing that i mean is that a perception you know like a
0: right that's really interesting yeah um i actually i wish i could remember this specifically and i can't but grandma your mom yeah also has a story of seeing somebody after they died did you know that well you know
1: i thought she did too, and I remember that vividly. And then recently, when I asked about her, you know, now she couldn't recall. Well, the, she thought it was her sister or something. Yeah. So that was just really interesting. Well, but I knew that story was was said by her many times.
0: Yeah, I and I can't remember what yeah. her or or who it was that she saw. Yeah, but I do remember just that she told me that only yes. because. She seems like not the kind of person that would ever share that sort right. of thing. And I don't even remember, like, it was her and I had just been talking for a while. And she started, she, like, started to tell the story. And I remember thinking, this is shocking. <laughs> like, I ca- I can't believe she is telling this story yes, right now. She is
1: a straightforward, no-nonsense kind right. of person. Yeah. Wouldn't even tell people if it seemed unusual. Yeah. You know, that she wouldn't want anybody to think right. You know, that
0: yeah, she wasn't she, thinking right. She even <laughs> she even lied to her doctor about something that's actually really normal, which I, I guess I don't need to tell my grandmother's health information, but there's a thing that happens if you lose your vision where your brain will invent what the missing pieces are like your brain will fill in the missing pieces and there's a word for it right and sometimes common
1: with eye issues like macular
0: and sometimes you'll see things that like aren't there or don't make sense like if you're walking down a hallway inside you might see like flowers on the ground or like something that's not actually there and the doctor specifically asked her have you been seeing anything that doesn't make sense and instead of saying, like, <laughs> yes, she said, well, what do you mean by that? Because <laughs> she's, like, not willing to, like, get, make it seem like she's out there, or like, crazy or anything. So, And I think it, it was,
1: like, she looked down next to the bed on the floor and saw flags flying or flowers or something. Yeah. And there's there is a name for it, which I can't right. remember. And
0: this is not a spiritual thing. I'm just... Saying this as an example of how yeah, no nonsense she is
1: right <laughs> like I'm not even sure I believe me that I'm saying these things <laughs> right or why not hear <laughs> <So you're> it?
0: <laughs> yeah oh my goodness I do think it's interesting though that in our family, as far as like you and your sister Linda and papa and grandma, even though she <laughs> wants to do this it's like doesn't talk about this thing I think it's interesting that you've all had kind of spiritual type experiences right. either through dreams or getting oh and you were had Aunt Linda poked you on the shoulder after you died oh, <laughs> or yes. after she died not after yes. you died oh gosh
1: yes um <laughs> My sister used to joke about poking us on the shoulder. Um, She knew that she had a terminal illness and um, uh, told us, you know, she used to play practical jokes on us and things. And she joked about she was going to poke us on the shoulder after she leaves. And um, so I, I, I I guess I'd say I wasn't surprised, but I had gone out because I was in hospice nurse to help my niece uh, with my sister's care. And I had gone out to California. And when I was in, um, I was actually in the room that she had been in, um, which was uh, at the time her daughter's room uh, or her granddaughter's room. And I was laying down and it's like someone had just poked me on the shoulder and, I wasn't asleep. I thought it was my niece coming in to tell me, hey, you know, in the morning, do this or that, or I'm going to make breakfast or whatever. And I rolled over and looked and there was no one there. And I thought, wow, that's really something. (laughs) And I had flown home after that, and it was several days later. I wasn't even thinking about that. And I was sleeping, and uh, it was the room downstairs, I think. And again, someone came in, poked me in my shoulder, and um, I rolled over and no one was there. And and what I find interesting about that, you know, I was kind of like, I think I even said like, oh, okay, that's just my sister, Linda, you know, to myself. <laughs> and what's interesting about that is I have a sister who, another sister who actually was sitting out on her lake property and in a rocking chair. And she was reading a book and all by herself at home. And she said, I felt like I got poked in the shoulder. And she said, for some reason, she thought, well, I'm going to get up and move to another chair. <laughs> and then if it happens again, I'll know it's my sister. And and she got poked in the other shoulder. So I find that very interesting.
0: <laughs> I remember you saying that she said that after getting poked in the other shoulder, she got up and went inside. Yeah. I'm <laughs> done. I'm so done outside at night reading. Well, thank you so much for sharing all those stories and sharing your visions. I think I call them dreams, but they're kind of more like visions, I guess.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, happy Mother's Day since it's coming up. Thank you. Happy Mother's um, Day to you. With this stairs, you may have your second
0: child. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, who knows? When is Mother's Day? Well, actually, I probably will because she's yeah. due on Mother's Day. And my, oh my first goodness. baby was about a week early. So, yeah,
1: you, we'll you see. do a,
0: a very good
1: job. I'm glad to be your mother and I'd like to see you. <laughs> Do your mothering job because I think you're better than I was. I thought <laughs> you so happy you turned out really good. I think you're so a really, <laughs> really good mom. Oh, so thanks. thank you. Thank you. And thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, listeners, um, thank you very much. And I was going to record my outro later, but I'll just do it now. If you want to re- uh, connect with me, I'm on Instagram at Spirit Body Podcast. Um, if you have a story of answered prayer or a law of attraction type message, manifestation story, definitely DM me um, because I would love to have that on my podcast. And I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful week. All right. Love you guys. Bye.